Hashtag SFM Talking Point. Yeah, so many different threads, so many different threads to uh, the conversation around business and its involvement in being part of the solution uh, to particularly the economic problems that the country is facing. But I guess it comes as no surprise, the fact that, uh, you know, there's no great support in terms of the call that business is making. Um, to have uh, bilateral conversations with President Cyril Ramaphosa that don't include other social partners. Uh, I think, you know, the majority of our listeners feel that business has been part of the problem, at least that's based on uh, the feedback that we've been getting on the WhatsApp line and some of the messages that uh, are being sent through. Of course, you can also uh, take up that opportunity. The WhatsApp line is 0614-104-107. Those messages on social media, you can send them at SFM Radio and the hashtag there is SAFM Talking Point. And devastating news for the NFP in terms of the death of the leader Zanele Kamagwazamsibi and you know we've she's been ill for a long time but really shook up the political landscape in this country uh, you know when she formed the NFP and led the NFP and yeah an incredible incredible loss uh, for the politics of this country I'm sure there'll be plenty of reaction to this news right here on SAFM as the day progresses. For now let's turn our attention to what we saw unfolding in Guinea yesterday an, an uprising, staged uprising, allegedly, um, you know, t- that was um, driven by the soldiers of Guinea. And, you know, they stated in a broadcast on state TV that they had dissolved the constitution and the government in an apparent coup. There are big questions about the fate of Guinea's president, Alpha Conde, and it, it's still unclear what his position is, what has added to this has been the video that was made public. It's a video of the president sitting on a couch surrounded by men clad in military gear and, uh, you know, the soldiers effectively saying that being evidence of the coup that has taken place. Dr. David Zunamo is a senior research consultant at the Institute of Security Studies. Dr. Zunamo, good morning to you and thanks for your time today. Good morning, Kahbi, and good morning to your listeners. Uh, firstly, are, are we at the point yet where we can say uh, definitively that there has been a coup in Guinea? Definitely there have been a coup in, uh, in Guinea uh, for the simple reason that if some doubts were entertained uh, yesterday, at least until 5 p.m., uh, the decision of the UN and of the communique issued by the African Union and the regional organization, the, the Economic Community of West African States, was really uh, took note of what is uh, what is happening and uh, called for emergency meeting to discuss the implication of, mm-hmm. of, of, the, of, of the situation in the Dr. Zunumino, Zumino, apologies. I'm going to have to ask that our team redials you. That line to you is not very clear, struggling to make out what you are saying. So we'll continue the conversation with uh, Dr. David Zumino, uh, who is a research, a research consultant uh, with the Institute of Security Studies. Cat, getting my tongue there. All right, so let's take a couple of WhatsApp voice notes and we're back with that conversation. 
I can see economic empowerment by uh, grassroots uh, at grassroots level has always been put on a back burner because uh, we Good morning, Kathy. On this elections, yes, let's go to the polls. Why are we treating ANC government with soft gloves? Other parties that never made the cut never had candidates. So let let the rule apply to everyone. There must be no special treatment for the ruling party. No. Let's go to the polls with things as it stands so that they realize that it's their own doing that has gotten them into this position. Thank you, Unatin Bumalang. Good morning, Cathy, and your listeners. With regards to the ANC not fielding candidates at certain municipality, I think it's a good thing. Uh, we, we need to outvote this corrupt ANC government. Let the independents get involved and provide decent service delivery to the citizens. Thank you. Ronnie from Durban. Well, let's try and continue our conversation with Dr. David Zumanu, who is with the ISS. Dr. Zumanu, you were talking to us about why it is absolutely definitive that we can say there has been a coup in Guinea. Yes, uh, I was saying that if some doubts were still entertained uh, yesterday, given the contradictory messages coming from Guinea, one from the junta and the other one from the defense minister, uh, we've seen the kind of accelerated uh, development later on when the United Nations, the African Union, and the economic community of West African states issued their respective communique uh, condemning what is happening and calling for emergency meeting to discuss the implications and how they will respond to, to it. Of course, there was still talk between the elite cops that uh, led the coup and uh, some elements of the military establishment. But uh, from what we know, definitely, I think uh, the the coup is, uh, is is confirmed. What do we know so far about those that have taken over? Is it the special forces in Guinea that are now in in control? And what have they said? about what lies ahead? Look, these case were unknown until uh, last year, at least uh, 2019. Uh, these are the group of uh, special forces put together but by the president, Fakonde, one to be ready to respond to any terrorist, uh, terrorist threat in, uh, in the country. Uh, the special forces uh, trained both by the U.S. and by uh, France and uh, coincidence, uh, the one who led the coup in Mali and uh, the one who led the coup in uh, Guinea all participated in various uh, training to help their country deal with terrorism. But uh, we see that they prefer to turn their gun against the political establishment, which was not also stable because there had been a lot of confusion and tension since Guinea president decided to run for the third term, uh, forgetting the democratic pact that was sealed in 2010 between him and uh, the political actors, political and social actors in, uh, in, in Guinea. So the disagreements between uh, the political actors always create the opportunity for military to step in. And looking forward then, in terms of what has been declared now, the dissolution of the government, what does that mean for the people of Guinea? I think it means that Africa is constantly in search of genuine democratization process. Mm -hmm. 
And the message is clear that we cannot continue lying to our citizens. We cannot continue assaulting the democratic institutions. We cannot continue manipulating the rule of law. We cannot continue excluding citizens from the political debate and political decision-making. There is a need for a kind of emergence of an ethical leadership that can withhold consensual political management of our state for each one to play its roles and for each citizen to develop its potentials and to have food on, 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 on the table. So we, have, we are back to square one where we have to put together a new government, new state institutions, new rules and regulations to manage the relation between social and political actors. And the trend is only growing, but at the same time, it remains serious impediment for social economic development and poverty is, is, is rampant. So we don't know if Guinea is the last experience that the, country, the continent is going to see. There are many other countries where democracy is simply manipulated and leaders are only concerned about their personal power and uh, the time they ever want to remain in power. Mm. And, and, you know, one of the things that I want us to reflect on when we come back from the break becomes the decision to dissolve the constitution, what that means for the people of Guinea, and, you know, also shutting down of, of land and, and, and air travel uh, also makes things a lot more difficult for people who are in that country and also for people to gain access to the country right now. We'll continue our conversation with uh, Dr. David Zumanu, who is with the Institute of Security Studies. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Unfortunately, we still live in an age where on the continent we are seeing coups that take place, presidents held hostage um, by soldiers and other forces and dissolving, you know, constitutions. How does that work, Dr. Zumano? So when these forces say they have dissolved the constitution, is there no recourse um, for the people of Guinea now? Is what, what happens that they accept what has been said and basically leave their hands or leave their fate in the hands of these forces? The way politicians approach constitutionalism has desacralized the documents. Constitution is not only tailor-made bunch of laws to serve an individual, to consolidate his control of state institutions, uh, weakening the justice system, uh, weakening the electoral monitoring bodies, sabotaging the rules of, uh, of engagement of political actors. And in doing that, they made the Constitution a very mere document that anyone can just simply disregard and dispel. The Constitution is the soul of the democratization process of this continent. And African leaders need to understand that, that you do not touch the Constitution of the country. When coup leaders come, because of the contradiction in the Constitution, because of a manipulative attitude of African leaders, they found it very easy to disregard that document, to dissolve the state institutions, to put the state in danger. Because without the Constitution, there is absolutely no legal sense to any decision that's going to be to be taken. And that put the sovereignty of the country at risk. We need to be clear and careful about the way 
we craft and uphold our constitutions everywhere on this continent mm. to make sure that the states survive. But that lesson seems for me not to be learned by African leaders who continue. Somebody can wake up tomorrow and say, I'm young enough to have 10 more years, so please, can you change the constitution for me? That document should not be assessed uh, by politicians who want to remain in power because it represents the self of the dream, the aspiration, the grandeur of our, of, of our African, African leaders. And that's the situation in which Guinea found itself now because we have not been able to create strong institutions. We have not been able to create a strong normative framework to guide the political activities. There are weaknesses that the co-makers uh, uh, continue to use to stage, to, to, to appear as the only one who can safeguard the political process of, of the country. So, uh, Dr. Zunuma, if I'm hearing you co- correctly, what you're saying is that because so often we have examples of presidents that trample on the constitutions of their country, it then becomes easier for forces who may want to do what has happened in Guinea now by staging a coup d'etat to then have the constitution as the first thing that they attack because its sanctity has has not been emphasized. So there is no culture that says that this is a, a, a sacred document, if I can put it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. That pact is broken, is violated, is disregarded to the extent that it doesn't hold any value whatsoever in the eyes of a political actors. And those who stay with coup in Guinea are close to the president. They know that has been a long time he took the power away from the citizen and just confined it around his in a cycle. And to make sure that he used that uh, military uh, entity, military unit, to repress. For the first time, Guinea were astonished to see this uh, troop, this group of military officers uh, parading at Independence Day of Guinea. And later on, to see them unleashing violence on those who were protesting against uh, uh, the, uh, the manipulation of the constitution in Guinea and the attempt by Alpha Conde to hang on power through his assertion. So the democratic construction has already been simply uh, destroyed by the decision of the president not to give the constitution the value it deserves. And for this to come from someone who fought in the opposition, for democrats for 40 years, who were student militants for independence of Africa, who wanted to transform Guinea political and economic and social landscape, it's a big failure mm. and a strong lesson to the rest of the continent. I want to just look at some of the comments that were made by the head of uh, Guinea's military of special forces, Lieutenant uh, Colonel Mamadi Dombua. Um, and he basically said that mismanagement is what had prompted the school. And he says, we are no longer going to entrust politics to one man. We are going to entrust politics to the people. Guinea is beautiful. We don't need to rape Guinea anymore. We need to make love to her. So this move, can we say that it was done with the interests of the people of Guinea in, in mind? And if that is the case, if what Dambuya is saying is to believed, what are the measures that we can look at 
that are indicative of the fact that this is a move that has been supported by the people? Since 1958, the date of the first military coup in Egypt, um, to uh, yesterday, the latest coup um, on the African continent, which brought everything to almost uh, uh, 105 successful coups and 250 attempted coups, this speech has remained exactly the same. <laughs> they want to give power back to the people. They want to create a democracy. The aftermath of the speech is what is very important. You can see, I think Guinea had the same experience years ago with Captain Dadis Kamara, who staged a coup and said, we're going to do democracy. What we saw was a repressive machinery on the citizen, and we lost opportunity to create genuine framework, genuine environment for people's participation. This time around, I think these guys need to be held uh, uh, accountable for the declaration that they made to the people. And uh, political actors, regional organizations, international partners should now step in to make sure that the constitution is rewritten. And they need to to say it, to write it, and to make sure that it is respected, that this document is a sacred. And no single man or entity or political party should be allowed to even change a comma in that document without consulting the, the, the situation, the, 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 the constituencies, the, the people of, of the country. That document needs to be sealed somewhere and guide the action, the intervention of political actors. If we don't do that, it will always be part of the structural reasons why we have military interventions in politics in most of the countries where the military coup has taken place. And we know the outcome of the military coup is never to lead directly to the democratization, which can lead to civil war. Dr. David Zumanu, let's leave it there for this morning. He's a senior, senior research consultant at the Institute of Security Studies. So certainly a concerning situation unfolding in Guinea. We also had the Economic Community of West African States, that's ECOWAS, and they've been quite a strong player in the politics of, of that region of the continent. And through the acting president, that is Ghana's leader, Nana Akufo-Addo, they've now threatened sanctions if Guinea's constitutional order was not restored. We'll have to see how the regional dynamics play out and if, in fact, the pressure from the regional group will result in any kind of change where this coup is concerned. It's 11.30. Luyanda Maume is standing by with a look at your headlines.